This podcast is sponsored by Active Skin Repair, a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. So, Bree, I remember this one time I was in a bike race around Tucson, and uh, I wasn't paying attention. We were riding down 4th Avenue, and there's railroad tracks, like street track tracks, and my bike's tire like went and wedged in to the railroad tracks, no. and I totally fell down and just like skinned my hands, everything. Ugh. I had nothing with me, nothing at all. And it's that times where you want a first aid product and you have nothing. And <laughs> active skin repair utilizes a molecule called hypochlorous acid. When applied to the skin, the molecule works by mimicking the natural immune response to cleanse, soothe irritation, reduce inflammation, and support healing. I've used it on my son's mosquito bites, and I wish I would have had it the time I totally scraped up my hands. Oh, I hear you. Like whenever I go paddleboarding, kayaking, I'm always trying to find something that is like an all-in-one that I can take with me. And active skin repair could be used like that. It can be used to treat cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, and other types of skin damage. It's also safe and non-toxic, which makes it suitable for all skin types, all parts of the body, like eczema and acne-prone skin, all of that. With over 500,000 happy customers, thousands of five-star reviews, and ingredients so safe and clean they can be used from the youngest member of the family to the oldest, you now have one simple solution for all of your family's skin health needs. Visit www.activeskinrepair.com to learn more about Active Skin Repair and to get 20% off your order. Use code NOGUILT. Welcome to the No Guilt Mom podcast. I am your host, Joanne Crone, joined here by my co-host, Brie Tucker. Hello, hello, everybody. How I, are you? I got to sing it today. I know. I was going to say, like, we need to like throw some more co-host, music into this. Do some musicals. <clears throat> you know, we just Mm-mm. found Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist. Is that the name of it? No. Yes. I think it is. I think it is. <laughs> I want it. You know, okay. So I love music. You know that. Yeah. Like, it's a huge thing with me. So I want to I wanna like that show. I watched a few minutes of it, wasn't able to get into it. But now that you have recommended it, I don't think. I feel like I need to because you do not stir me wrong. No, I mean, I've only watched episode one. We watched it last night as a family. Uh-huh. Um, there is, there's some cussing in it and some interesting situations, which are great, I think, always to discuss with kids and to watch with kids. Like one of the characters was like, um, oh, there's nothing going on in my mind. I'm totally baked right now. So like, it's so like, oh, what does that mean? And oh, man. Yeah. I was hoping they wouldn't pick up on that word kind of thing, right? <laughs> no, well, I, I always love them to ask because I explain it very factually. And like, you're way fact, better at me than that. Then. I go back to when I had to teach uh, human growth and development to fifth grade boys. And I'm like, okay, that's the mindset I'm going to embody right now with talking to my kids about like uncomfortable situations. For me as a parent, like it's really not an uncomfortable situation. Uh, like I could talk to it with adults. It's fine. It's just like when you talk with a kid, you're like, oh, I'm a little squeamish. <laughs> I I wish. Okay. So again, my kids are in middle school and I am finding out that they know more than I thought they knew. Oh, yeah. And so sometimes when these questions come up like, hey, mom, what is baked? And then they have a little smile. And I'm like, oh, son of a gun. It's like you already know. Yes. Yeah, so I'll start and be like, well, what do you think it means? Yeah. And then it, and then it becomes like, I swear I can hear the Western music in the background. The little whistle. They're staring me down. I'm staring them down. And we're like, who's going to give first? Oh, a lot of times it's me. It's a, well, 
<laughs> I, I'm always like so upfront, and I mean, I've, yeah. t- I've told you stories about it. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I, just, I probably make most people blush. <laughs> I, I'm learning on how to have like that. I was fine with the with the conversations when they were younger. Like, this is a penis, this is a vagina. Like talking about body parts and all that. But yeah. man, now I'm getting into the whole like. Do you actually know what that phrase, that slang means? Ooh, oh, ouch. We have to do ouch. that a lot, especially um, because my daughter's finding all these TikTok dances. Like she calls right. them TikTok songs. And I'm <laughs> it's always an argument with me because I'm like, it's just a song. It's not a TikTok song. It was on the radio. <laughs> right? Especially yes. Especially when they take a song from like our childhoods. Oh. And she's like, oh, it's a TikTok song. I'm like, no, it's not. <laughs> oh, remember the, um, oh, there, there's one going on right now on TikTok where it's like, I'm a Barbie girl. And then they. Yeah. And then they crash into one another and Audrey calls it the, the Barbie TikTok and I, like, or like no. crash TikTok. Like that was Aqua. It was the 90s. Barbie girl. It was a thing. I know. Right. Yeah. Oh, man. oh my gosh. But and it, that's like besides the point. So like <laughs> with all of these like TikTok songs, there is a lot of questionable lyrics in there that you mm-hmm. don't want a 12 year old like dancing to on the Internet. Like it's just it doesn't. So to prevent that, I cannot just say, no, you can't do it. I have to tell her the exact reasoning and what everything means. And that's where I'm like, oh, why do I have to have these discussions right now? But also, it's really, really good. It's really, really good. It is good. It, it puts yeah. it out there. Like with me, my only thing is that when I have the conversation, I feel like I I, I gave the reasoning. I feel like I, I ended with a really good, strong argument. And yeah. then my daughter looks back at me and goes, eh, I still like the song. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah, I thought I, had, I thought I had reached your morals there. Oh well, that's all. I I Crushing never try defeat. for an argument. I'm just like I tell exactly. I'm like, here's what it means, and it's like drop the bomb and leave. Well, it's that's like, my point. Like I dropped the bomb and I think I I prevailed. I think I I think I said my ar- argument well, and then my daughter goes, mm, I'm gonna do it anyways. And you have to you may have and be like, yeah, you're like okay. okay. Depending upon what it is, like there are times when you're like, no, mm-hmm. I just. Ooh, you didn't go for that opinion? Okay, well, I'm going to have to tell you right now, that's going to be a hard no, again, because of this reason. Mm-hmm. And then other times you have to swallow and just walk away and be like, oh, dear Lord. Yeah. Lord, Lord help us. Parenting <laughs> decisions. Parenting decisions. It well, is hard parenting these days. It is hard parenting, and it's hard enjoying also, remembering to enjoy your kids, too, while you're parenting, because they're only little for so long that we're reminded of all the time whenever like any parenting struggle comes up it's always like they're only little for so long yes but it's also hard so (laughs) that said we want to do we we do want to enjoy our kids more we don't want it to be a like struggle all the time we want to find that joy in parenting and that's what today's guest is going to help us do her name is Erin Holland. She's the founder of PG-ish Parenting and the host of the PG-ish podcast. And it's her mission to provide parents with guidance to grow as an individual and as a parent while raising happy, healthy, successful kids and survive it all with a little more grace, fun, and well-being. She has two daughters who are seven and nine, and she has some really, really great ideas how to bring the fun into parenting. Yes. I think parents are going to really, really enjoy today's episode. We hope you enjoy our conversation with Erin Holland. Today's episode is brought to you by Homework Simplified. So if you feel like it's only you trying to get your kid to focus and you guys are fighting every day about homework, come and join Homework Simplified. It is our free online parent event. Show up in your pajamas 
not like we can go anywhere these days anyways. And you're going to meet other parents and we walk you through our proven strategies to simplify your homework routine. And we have fun and dance parties. So you can join us at nogillmom.com backslash homework dash simplified. You can also find that link in our show notes. And let's get on with the show. You want mom life to be easier. That's our goal too. Our mission is to raise more self-sufficient and independent kids, and we're going to have fun doing it. We're going to help you delegate and step back. Each episode, we'll tackle strategies for positive discipline, making our kids more responsible, and making our lives better in the process. Welcome to the No Guilt Mom Podcast. How are, how are you doing during this whole pandemic parenting thing? How are you surviving? <laughs> Insane. <laughs> yeah. I think, I feel like every week there's a new assault, right? So uh, last week I kind of hit the wall. <laughs> so like I have my podcast and then I have a nine to five corporate job and a few of our team members were out last week. So I was picking up some of their slack and working 10, 11 hour days on top of everything. And I'm like, um, this is too much. <laughs> I don't want to do this anymore. I don't think I even looked at schoolwork. I was like, you guys did it right. Okay, good. Just don't tell your teachers. <laughs> I think that's all you could do. Yeah. Yeah. There are days where that happens a lot and that is totally okay. That is okay. Oh yeah. I mean, we're maybe a month in and I'm like, this is just how the year is going to go and we're all going to survive. So how did your work respond when you're like, this is too much. I can't do it. There was really no response. It was like, we're all just pretending everything's okay and just power through. You can take some time off next week. And I'm like, thanks. It's so interesting how like the typical response is power through. And I think that's what we're all taught just to power through and to like. But there's a point where there's no more power There's no more power. Exactly. And you're not performing well. And power through Mm -hmm. to what? Yeah. I mean, it's terrible too, because I feel like my kids get the worst of me at that point, right? Like Mm -hmm. I'm on edge because of work. I'm tired because I'm not sleeping. Throw in like school and all the anxieties right now. And then I'm like yelling at them. I'm like, that's not who I want to be. It's hard. It's it's managing our own stress responses too. Right. And it's it's not fair. It's, it's not fair that you have that kind of pressure put on you and that you can't be the person that your, your heart is screaming for you to be. You can't be too much stress. Shout out to Clarendon for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. Hey guys, Brie here. And let me tell you, April is a killer time of the year for me because it is crazy allergy season. I swear, everything that is in bloom looks fantastic and beautiful, but it makes it so I can't breathe. I am literally coughing, sneezing, rubbing my nose. I look like Rudolph half of the spring. It's terrible. But luckily for those of us who live with symptoms of allergies like I do, we live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can finally breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine is the best decongestant available. It relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy, watery eyes, itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. I absolutely love it. It is the only allergy medicine that works for me. So if you're ready to live life as if you don't have allergies, it's time to live Claritin Clear. Fast and powerful relief is just one quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. 
Hey all, it is Joanne and Bree here and we want to tell you about a podcast that you should check out. It's called Understood Explains. This season of the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert Juliana Uturbe and it's all about how to navigate individual education plans, also known as IEPs. And in this latest season of Understood Explains, it covers topics like how to tell if your child needs an IEP and it busts common myths about special education. We actually just listened to the episode, IEPs, Does My Child Need an IEP? And here is what we loved about it. I loved that it was so digestible. Like it was such a short episode and all of the topics, which could be really confusing to parents, were easily explained. And I loved how they gave great concrete examples because you know how much I love me a good example. They explained what kind of services and supports you could actually see on a child's IEP or individual education plan. And they explained those acronyms that nothing drives me more crazy than when there's acronyms and I don't get it. I don't know what it stands for. They took the time to explain everything in so much detail and to cover concerns that a lot of families have about special ed services. To listen to Understood Explains, search for Understood Explains in your podcast app. That's Understood Explains, or just click on the link in our show notes. So you just actually ran a pandemic parenting summit. So how, like, how did that come about? Oh my gosh. Really? Selfishly, it was for me. Of course. (laughs) Let's just be honest here. I feel like being a creative and an entrepreneur, you are drawn to the material that's going to help you in your life most. Yes. So I think everyone does that. (laughs) Fine. That you're, you're hitting, you're giving a voice to those of us that don't have that creative outlet. So we hear you and we go, yes, oh my gosh, I've so been this and you're sitting there thinking it's selfish and yet it is such a gift to so many others. It is. I know. And that's, I mean, it was, you know, partly because I knew I needed it, but then also it was right before the conversation of school was going to happen. Right. So it was like July. And so all the moms were like, what are you going to do? Like is school going to open? Is it not? Like, I'm totally stressed out. Like if it does open, do I even want my kids back? And it was like all these conversations. And I'm like, you know what? Let's just unite a bunch of experts that can talk to us and give us some tools. And so that's how it all came about. Although I would have to say that a year ago, I was thinking of doing some sort of in-person workshops. And of course, everything changed. And even, you know, the storylines have changed because I don't think I would have had like mental health experts and homeschooling moms on it. But, you know, just speaking to the times as they are and what we needed right now. And it evolved from, I wanted it to be like a half a day, three speakers, a little bit of yoga, you know, or some breath work. And then it evolved into seven speakers, two days. It was awesome. So I'm proud of myself for doing it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That's a lot with everything else that you're... Oh my gosh. Yeah. I think that's also contributed to the burnout last week, but um, yeah, it was, it was great. And I think there was a good response and good experts on the line. So that's awesome. So what you said right now about how it may have contributed to the burnout, like you recognize that you were burnt out, which I think all moms can identify with like Mm -hmm. hitting that point of burnout. So when you realize that you hit that point of burnout, what did you do? I slept a lot. (laughs) And that's a good thing. (laughs) Yes. Basically, it would be like 5 p.m. And I'm like, hey, girls, like, I'm just going to go lay down and I, you know, put a timer on for 20 minutes just to get that power nap. I think getting outside is very helpful for me, too. So making sure that we got out in the sunshine every day, although it's been hard here in California because of all the wildfires. So there was like a month where we weren't going outside. because the air quality was so bad. So being able to do that, again, has been helpful. And then just asking for a little bit more help. I called on my sister 
told the girls, you got to pick up some slack. <laughs> you know, and they're like, what does that mean? But, you know, just walk them through it. And there was a little bit of powering through though as well. Yeah, I think we all like have gone through the powering through. This pandemic has brought stress on all of us. And it's hard to find that ending point because we know it's not going to end tomorrow. Yeah. So we just try to find the best thing we can, right? Which is just, just make it through today. Mm-hmm. Just make it through today. I can deal with tomorrow when tomorrow comes. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I don't think our brains do well without having that ending date or something like the light at the end of the tunnel. But it's nice to give your brain some sort of deadline to at least focus on so that you're not just kind of grasping at anything and everything. But yeah, getting through the day, the present is also helpful. And then when we're overcome with stress like that, it's really hard, as you said, to give the best to our kids. Yes. Yeah. Like, what do you, what, what do you do at that point? Like how can like moms give the best to their kids when they're totally exhausted, overwhelmed and burnt out? And I think that's where some sort of routine or habits come in place. I know that that's helped me get through most of the days. (laughs) Like I said, going outside has been helpful, but also just, I've always, ever since college, so that was a really long time ago, but I've been into exercise. So granted, I'm not going to the gym, but I make a point to do some sort of movement in the morning when I wake up just to be like, hey, we're starting a day, kind of wake up my body. This is familiar. I know this, you know, and you can kind of ease into your day that way. And just other routines, I, and maybe we'll get into this later too, but giving those expectations for my girls. So like every Friday, we have what we call sushi movie picnic date night. Ooh, a long one. But basically, (laughs) yes, sometimes we order sushi, sometimes we make it and it's like, super simple like canned tuna you know and like the little seaweed wraps but we'll throw down a blanket in front of the tv I have them pick a movie I prep the sushi and then we just hang out together and eat our really cheap sushi (laughs) and watch a movie you know hey it's high class to them that's all that matters super to them yeah I get to have sushi with my mom right no see my first question is how did you get your kids to eat sushi because I would love to get my kids to eat sushi because I love it and I like we don't order it because they're like oh look I I mean I don't know I think they've just been eating it ever since they were little and we're just like here this is great like it's rice and fish you know and like they're like okay um we fed the edamame, but no. Oh yeah, the edamame, of course. But even they'll tell me they're like, "Mom, your sushi is better than what we order." And I'm like, "This is like canned tuna mixed with <laughs> avocado." Thanks. Like you're like, yeah. That's when you like just go. I guess because I made mine with love. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, if you prefer this, great. I'll save like the sixty bucks. <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm not. I I'm not a cook. I only cook when I have to. So the way I got my kids to eat it is that um, first of all, I don't like real sushi because it's mm. a texture thing. I can't handle the raw fish. So I do the rolls, mm-hmm. specifically the cooked rolls. Mm. And so I did a bunch of the tempura ones where it's kind of breaded. Oh, yeah. That That's an easy one. Shrimp tempura. And it, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's just, and oh, yeah. Like, oh, and uh, then once they I'll did that and they got comfortable with that, then I started to sneak in a few others. Now, Audrey's still pretty much against it, but Robert will eat more. Oh, I should try that. I should try that. It's like, I think of sushi, like you have your gateway sushi. And for me, like the gateway sushi for a while was California rolls. Cause it's yeah. all, it's, it's, it's cooked. You know, no matter where yeah. you go, it's going to be the same. They're not impressive though. They're not like kind of the good of sushi. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I didn't have sushi until I was a high schooler. Now I feel very like hoity toity being like, I eat sushi. Oh, I know. I didn't eat sushi right. till I was like in my thirties. I'm no, a baby. Yeah, I think I was like 20. So I mean, <laughs> you beat us all. <laughs> Yay! Yeah. I got 
<laughs> so I, I love the movie sushi night idea. Like that's yeah. so much fun. It is. And they come to expect that. They're like, we're having sushi on Friday, even after years of doing this. I'm like, of course, like, that's just our thing. Same with dance parties. If things get too tense in the house, it's like, just crank up the music. Let's just dance it out. Yes. And it helps, you know, it's like breaking up the routine. Favorite songs to do dance parties too. Well, I mean, I have daughters, so they're really into Taylor Swift. Oh, <laughs> Taylor Swift. Tay Tay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I'll sneak in a few other things. My oldest is really into Surfaces, the band Surfaces right now. I don't even know where we first heard of them, but she's like, we always play that song. I'm like, okay. <laughs> We're big into Hamilton in my house. So we'll be oh, like yes. cranking Hamilton. Course. Yeah, we don't get a we, <clears throat> musically. We do not get along in our household. We're a very oh. divided household. As I'm wearing my social distortion t-shirt, I'm a yeah. bit of a punk rocker. Um, my awesome. daughter, like, she likes what's on like the top forty right now. Yeah, I can't even with half of it. Like, I do my best. I, I've turned into my mother. I do my best to tolerate it. And I'm just, I can't believe you listen to this crap. I like and then it. My son, like, <laughs> my son likes EDM. So then we just make fun of him and act like we're doing like glow sticks. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So, That's yeah. funny. Oh my gosh. So Brie and her yeah. daughter share a Spotify account and oh my, the fights that like, <laughs> I can't even imagine. Yeah. yeah. Like I'll be, be working, listening to my music because it helps me concentrate. And then obviously yeah. my Spotify will go away and Joanne's over here. She just hears me go, ah, and then I start texting. And then my daughter sent me back this like emoji note where she was just, uh, she was talking to me. She's like, so I know you're mad about Spotify, but it's going to happen. I'm taking your Spotify. <laughs> Right. I have to do homework. She's like, if you would just buy me my own Spotify. And I'm like, not going to happen. <laughs> yeah. We've already had those conversations too. They're like, when can we get an Alexa in our room just to play music? I'm like, here's my phone. Go play yeah. you know, Spotify. <laughs> it's yeah. so hard though, because then they take your device and your device isn't your own anymore. Like, like I, yeah, like I, I get my, I, I, well, I used to get my phone taken away by my kids a lot. And then I notice I look over at my husband and he never gets his phone taken away. And I'm like, well, this is not fair. I am not giving up my phone anymore. So it becomes like this give and take. Yes. It'd be great for them to listen to music. And when we were kids, I mean, I had a radio in my room. Oh yeah. And that's, that's how I dealt with it. But now kids have devices and I think there's so much parental guilt tied to that device. Like we're yes. not supposed to let them have it. We're not supposed to all these no, 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 no's. And it's like, well, what do we do? I'm tempted. And I don't even know if they still exist, but just to buy like a boom box, like an old school boom box <laughs> for the room yeah. and be like, yeah, this is what I had to deal with. You know, go listen to your cassette tapes. <laughs> you <Yeah>. know, <laughs> like I think that they do still exist, but they are hard to find, like finding a CD player type thing. I, I, I don't know if the cassette ones exist anymore because <laughs> yeah, I'm sure then you got to hand them it and then you go and here's your repair kit and you hand them an old yes. pencil and they're going to stare at you like you're crazy. Remember? Like what? Oh, good Lord. Do you ever like tell your kids, like if you're watching an eighties movie or a nineties movie and they have a computer that comes on screen and I'm like, look kids, that's a disc drive. Why are they typing commands into that thing, mom? Because that's how it used to work. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh. AOL. What's that sound? That was the yeah. dial up. That was it. <laughs> If you're a parent, I invite you to join us at the Mindful Mama podcast, where it's all about becoming a less irritable, more joyful parent with sometimes hilarious and always thought provoking experts and friends at Mindful Mama. We know that you cannot give what you do not have. And when you have calm and peace within, then you can give it to your children. I'm Hunter Clark Fields, and I can't wait to see you there. Listen in to the Mindful Mama podcast. No one told us the truth about parenthood. Why? 
This is the podcast everyone needed before they had kids because now that those little ones are here, whew, there is a lot to unpack. I'm Rachel Shepardota, and I am your host for the podcast, No One Told Us, where we tell the truth about parenting and let you in on all the stuff you really should have known about before having kids. I am the founder of Hey Sleepy Baby, but this podcast is so much more than sleep. We'll be diving into all the topics that you really care about and need to know while you do your best job raising those adorable, tidy humans. Our goal is to just make you feel less alone and less overwhelmed. There are so many things that no one tells us before becoming a parent, and I think that we should really pull back the curtain on becoming a first-time or second-time mom or dad to share the good, the bad, and the ugly. We'll have a little education, a little fun, and a whole lot of heart that goes into each and every episode. So join me and our amazing guests each week to hear us talk about what no one told us. Oh, uh, yeah. I remember taking an internet, like how to internet, class, <laughs> internet. Like when I was like 15, you know, in high school. <laughs> like, yeah, like this wasn't around when I was little. Like, you guys are lucky. We we were just having this discussion last night. I'm like, Camden, like all these things that you have right now that I did not have growing up. I, like I had to go to the video store at Blockbuster when I wanted a movie. Right. And she's like, yeah, that sounds horrible. I'm like, it wasn't horrible. It was <laughs> no. fun. It's what we had to do. And so then she comes exactly. in, she's like, well, mom, like, I'm sure when I like get older, I'm going to tell my kids stuff that like I had to do and they didn't. And she's yeah. like thinking, she's like, what could it be like? She's like, oh, I'm going to tell them, well, when we went on airplanes, we had to download our movies beforehand. And I'm like, <laughs> child. <laughs> the sad thing is what a hardship. probably right. What a hardship. That's probably <laughs> going to be what she's going to have to relate to as she gets older. You know, when I was a kid, I watched your, she'll tell this to her kids. When I was a kid, I had to wait for your grandmother to drive me around because there were no self-driving cars. <laughs> right? Yes. One of the things, yeah. Right? Oh, and then she came up with another one. She's yeah. like, when I was a kid, our phones used to run out of storage. <laughs> and battery power. <laughs> and battery power. Yeah. Have to plug them into the wall. <laughs> have to plug them into the wall. Uh, <laughs> it's so funny. Oh my gosh. But, right. I think but like, it's so true. It's so true. And I think like the, the, those little moments like you have with your kids, like we're all laughing about it like now because I mean, that's what makes the memories, like those funny instances, the things where things don't go right. But you know, like I'm thinking back to this and I'm, I'm, I'm having a moment of clarity going like all these things that we're laughing about, like all these struggles that, and, and non-struggles, right. That we mm -hmm. have. And one thing that has stayed the same, the, the difficulties of parents, like, and, and working and raising your kids, even though technology was in a different place when we were younger, mm -hmm. our parents still went through the same struggle of trying to work and mm -hmm. spend time with us and enjoy things. And, and nowadays I think that it's the same way, except for, I feel like it's a faster pace. Yes. It feels faster. It's, it's a lot, so much like there was a lot expected of our parents when they were younger, but it, when, when we were younger, when they were parenting mm -hmm. us, but there's a lot expected of us now, like just listening to everything you were saying that you're doing, like you have your parenting summit that you did, you have your podcast you're doing, and you're still working nine to five, like full time yeah. on top of all of that and still finding time to do like sushi night with your kids and finding that time with them. That's just yeah. it's so much. It is. Right. And I mean, I feel like there's more pressure on parents, although I don't feel like I'm putting the pressure on me. I think it's just society in general. I mean, these are all things I want to do. And it makes me happy to do all of these things, you know, and especially the moments with my kids. But I think just as a society as a whole, there's right. just the fast pace, the pressure, Especially like, you know, because the comparison of social media and Pinterest, it's like, well, I'm not meeting those expectations or those standards. And you're like, right? 
whose standards are those anyway? Right. So how, how is that pressure in the Bay area, especially because like the stuff that I've read and I've heard, like parental pressure is pretty intense there compared to the rest of the country. Yeah. I mean, I don't have anything to compare it to, but it's crazy. I mean, I'm actually very glad that we're home and I don't have to go to school and see the parents who are, you know, dressed to the nines driving their, you know, souped up, I don't know, whatever cars, because I just feel like, oh, that's not us. And we live in a more affluent area. And I'm just like, I can't provide you all these things. And I think that's where it kind of starts seeping in for me where I'm like, oh, we don't have like that $3 million home and the big backyard. And, and that's where I let myself like get down, right? But I'm like, no, we're very happy. And we have good values. And we enjoy each other. Like, I don't know what's happening inside those homes. So I can only compare so much. But mm-hmm. it's, it is hard here. And I think that rat race might be a little bit faster than other places in the country. But again, I'm just guessing just because, I mean, it's Silicon Valley is my neighbor, you know, it's all those things. And it's hard when that's like your normal day of life too, because when you see like things every day and those people are your neighbors and those people are the parents that you go to school with. And I mean, we are all in this together. However, when you see uh, things that you think you should be doing and you think you Mm -hmm. should have for your kids and stuff that like your community views as normal, I think the guilt sets in even deeper and it's harder to, to pull back and really focus on the things that are meaningful, like spending time with your kids, making sure they have good values, but keeping kind of like the fun in our lives with so much going on, I think is, it's also important because yes, we want our kids to know like how, how serious, you know, the world is and how like things to keep an eye on and things to talk about and be knowledgeable about, but we also want them to experience being a kid and having fun and like dance parties, and dance parties, and sushi movie nights. Yeah. Those are fantabulous ways to do that. Yeah. No. And I think, again, this goes back to me being selfish, but I think all parents do this where you do the things that you enjoy and you expose your kids to that too. Right. So one of the silver linings of COVID was that we discovered that there's lots of hikes around our house that I never even knew about. I legitimately got mad at my parents because this is where I grew up. And I'm like, I had no idea (laughs) that all of this existed and they're not hikers. So it makes sense. But I'm kind of like, dude, you sheltered me (laughs) from all of this goodness. And so we've been exploring all these hikes. And that's something that I love is to like, you know, it combines exercise and getting outside and they're starting to appreciate it more. Although there's a lot of battles when we go uphill. Um, they like going downhill, but right. <laughs> you got to go uphill first. And so just, you know, they look forward to that too. And that becomes our weekend activities of having more fun and something to look forward to. And you know, like packing the bag of snacks or going to get donuts on the way to the trail. You know, it's like cultivating that fun and goodness in their lives. Well, and it's giving them the gift, a gift of getting to share something that, that you hold really dear and mm-hmm. that you really enjoy. And, you know, even if they don't end up loving it as much as you do, they're going to have that appreciation for it. And and you know what? They're getting a glimpse into their mom in, in, mm-hmm. a, in a much more personal way than they get to see you at home mm-hmm. or outside of being you know, mom who works and mom who helps take care of us here at home. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So your podcast, PG-ish Parenting, yes. uh, tell us about that. Yeah. So it was kind of started on a dare. <laughs> <laughs> I have a really good friend who has a well-known podcast and we were just kind of joking one day of, I'm like, you know, you should have more parenting episodes. He's like, why don't you just create your own? I was like, all right, I will. (laughs) 
Um, so that's where it started. And it also, though, stemmed from, okay, I have this long commute. I'm working all the time. I know that there's more to this parenting gig that I could expose myself to. So it was in a way holding myself accountable and learning from other people because I didn't have time to read the books or listen to all the things. So it forced me then to do it, but then also share that gift with other parents who I'm sure were in the same boat and didn't have the time. And, you know, it's more personal development. It's more for the parent to raise themselves, to elevate their own personal life so that they can become that better role model for their kids. And I think usually we go the other route, the back door of something's wrong with my kid. I need to fix them. But ultimately it comes back to the parent. That's my belief in how we parent. There's usually not a lot wrong with your kid. <laughs> it's just maybe you're not role modeling the best way. So yeah, that's kind of the backstory of it. I listened to the James Clear episode yesterday and I love like how you just take the excerpts of like an expert talking and then you give your kind of summary of it and how parents can relate it to their own lives. And it's like such short little tidbits that any parent can fit it in and get like this little dose of learning. Yes. And that was the goal too, was to keep it short under 20 minutes because we don't have all the time in the world, right? (laughs) Yeah. Before COVID, we had those short commutes or we were in the car and we could just listen to something quickly. And I want it to be relatable and digestible. So it's not just someone, it's not just me yakking at you, but it also is this expert and then how I've used it in my life or how I've gleaned something from it. So I can't always have conversations with people like this, you know, or friends. And so it's almost like I was in the room with someone having that conversation. Well, everyone needs to go check out PG-ish Parenting. Thank you so much for coming on with us. We have so enjoyed it. this is great. Thank you. Erin was so much fun to talk to and I am going to take a lot of her ideas and try them with my family. I I loved her ideas, but I also loved her brutal honesty, but she, she had an awesome idea. Yes. Yes. So I got, I got to share that one for sure. So like the sushi night, the sushi movie night, (laughs) the tuna fish. I we love it. I love that. it. Really? We did that in my house. So like I bought Miguel a sushi kit for Christmas because uh-huh. he loves sushi. And I thought, how much fun would that be? And you know what? It was a roaring success. We had a ton of fun. Now we had tuna in there and crab. And I think we even put some popcorn shrimp in there. Our, tuna, our, our sushi was uh, far from sushi. Yeah. But it was rolled. That's, <laughs> so that works. That's how totally fancy. Works. I think like making stuff like that and doing something out of the ordinary with your family, it's it's just a blast. Like we, I told you that my aunt bought us these cooking classes online for the holidays. Yes. Super Sunday. So like every Sunday you get on Zoom and it's a live session with a chef and uh, they walk you through creating a soup. So we did this this past weekend. And honestly, it was like me and my husband, We ha- he made us cocktails and we we were doing most of the cooking, but the kids were like putting the veggies in the soup and like stirring the soup. And we learned these new terms too. Like, did you know about sweating vegetables? No. What is sweating okay. vegetables? So when you like saute vegetables, you know how it gets brown? Uh-huh. So that's like caramelization. Okay. And it, when you, if you do that with a soup, it makes the soup brown. So instead, you sweat them and you sweat them by um, putting them in a cold pan with the butter and letting them come up to heat instead of putting them in a hot pan to caramelize. Interesting. And sweating the vegetables and you do it until they're translucent. So we learned that. So we learned this new kind of skill. And uh, at the end, like my kids who are usually so resistant about trying new foods, they're like, the soup is good. Like, success. And they actually had fun with you. And they had fun. Oh, that's so wonderful. Yes. But like anything like that, like making sushi, rather it's making sushi, like Aaron says, or just like trying something new, like online cooking classes. It's it's a great family activity. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. So until next time, remember, 
The best mom is a happy mom. Take care of you. And we'll see you later. Thanks so much for stopping by. Are you overwhelmed by the things that get in the way of you doing what you want to do? Are you looking for ways to simplify life to better align with your values? Do you want to create space in your schedule so you have room for more of the good stuff? Play, joy, relationships, gratitude, and more? If you answered yes to any of these questions, I invite you to check out Edit Your Life, a podcast to help you edit the unnecessary from your life so you have more room to enjoy the awesome. Through episodes with me, Christine Co, and a range of super smart, compassionate, and thoughtful guests, you'll come away with big picture insights and practical ways to declutter your home, schedule, and mental space without getting bogged down by perfection. I have always believed that small moments and actions matter tremendously. My goal is to help you find agency and space in your life through doable baby steps that will leave you feeling accomplished instead of overwhelmed. Check out Edit Your Life wherever you enjoy your podcasts.